0: Hello everybody, welcome to our third episode of this semester of the Together for Equality podcast. A podcast created to provide insights and sharing ideas on how to build a more inclusive and equal society, be better professionals and build greater organisations. My name is Nunoj and I'm a first year (laughs) student in Economics at Catholic Lisbon. In today's episode we will talk about inclusion of neurodivergence in the workforce talk with us about this, I'm really excited to introduce you to Mark and John from John Crazy Socks. A very warm welcome to you, and thank you for being here with us today. How are you?
1: Oh, well, thank you for having thank us. Thank you so much. We're very excited to be
0: here. I'm really excited. It's great
1: to be talking to students in Lisbon, huh?
0: Yeah, I love of from are Okay. I'm very glad you're excited. <laughs> so, before diving into today's topic, I would like to start with a little ritual. At the end of each podcast episode, our guest asks a question related to equality to our next guest. On the last episode, we spoke to, with Leahy and Renult about art and creativity in the business. They left you the following question. Uh, what can you do to train your creative side more?
1: Well, I don't know if it's training it more as much as building up that ability, you know, I, I find a couple of things, one is getting out of outside the normal routine. Um, because that will stir creative thoughts. Two, it's following curiosity. And again, following it outside of where we normally are. Um, New areas, new exposure, new types of music, new types of reading, um, meeting new people. Um, I've long found it to be creative to see what I can learn in other fields and translate that back, um, and and pick on those ideas. So I, those are two things, you know. Um, if you get out of the day-to-day, that can free your mind up.
0: Yeah, I agree to, with you.
1: To be creative and see things you may not be able to
0: see. Yes. So, it's about putting yourself out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, could you first uh, tell us a little bit about the company's history?
1: Sure. Well, first, do you want to introduce us, John? Sure. Um, my name is John.
0: i my a partner my Adam Mark. We have crazy socks.
1: And what's our mission? It's spreading happiness. Spreading happiness. So you know, our business—it's uh, a slightly different type of business model. We have a social enterprise. So we have both a social and a business purpose, and they feed off of each other. Right? And everything we do comes down to spreading happiness. But much of that involves showing what people with different abilities can do. And that's been true from day one. So our business is just about six years old. Yes. Uh, so six years ago, where were you? Um, I was at a high school. Uh, I grew up in my last school. So here's something to know about John. In addition to being an entrepreneur, and a public speaker, and a philanthropist, and you're an athlete, yes. and a dancer. Yes. And yes. He also happens to have Down syndrome. Yes, I um, So in the United States, if you have a disability like Down syndrome, you can stay in the public school system in high school until you turn 21. So in the fall of 2016, you had entered your last year of school. I did. And he was trying to figure out, what do I do next? And what were you looking at? I'm at like job, program, and school. I didn't like the option i don't like. He didn't see anything he liked. And I don't know the particulars about Portugal, but it's probably similar. There's yes. just not enough good opportunities for people with differing abilities. In the U.S., only one in five people with a disability is employed. It's an awful situation. But John here, John's a natural entrepreneur. Yes, I am. You didn't see a job you wanted. What'd you say? I want
0: to create one, I wanna make one.
1: And what'd you tell me?
0: I told my dad, I want I wanna go up business with my dad. I wanna have a nice father's time business together.
1: So that's where the idea came from. And we tested it. We said, just the two of us, let's get up and test the idea. And We'll see how customers respond. So we built a website. We got a little inventory. Yeah, we were bootstrapping. A Student recently asked us, what does bootstrapping mean? Bootstrapping means you have no money. So (laughs) we we had to make do with what we had. So the only marketing we really did was uh, set up a Facebook page and I would take out my cell phone and we made videos. And, and who was in those videos? Um, I am. I talk about socks. Socks sock, more socks. We opened in mid-December of 2016. We got a strong response. Um, it tested well. So he we said, okay, we got something here. So now we have built John's Crazy Socks. Yes. And today, John owns the world's largest sock store. How many many different socks do we have? We
0: have 4,000 different kinds of
1: socks. That's how we got started.
0: It's a truly incredible story. As the neurodivergent definition has some blurry lines, I decided to try something different for this episode. Instead of giving you, uh, our audience, the definition of neurodivergence, I would like to ask you, what does neurodivergence mean to you?
1: At its core... Neurodivergent means different types of thinking, different approaches in thinking. Um, more specifically, it may mean that there are some physiological differences in people in how they think. Um, and so that has a very broad net around people with Down syndrome, people with autism. Um, people with different mental health conditions that may lead them to think differently. Uh, It's important to recognize that people may think differently, their brains may work differently, but that's not a judgment of one thing is better or worse or good or bad, it's different. And we find as an organization, that diversity of thinking is critically important to our resilience and our success.
0: I agree with you. Uh, it's about uh, focusing on the ability, the different abilities uh, everyone brings to the table. Um, so I have seen um, a lot of the interviews you gave and uh, including a TED talk where you spoke about uh, your the first uh, strategy that you had was uh, hiring people that n- were neurotypical. But then you changed uh, approach. Uh, so could you explain our audience uh, the advantages of having neurodivergent people in your company?
1: Sure. Um, you know, first, you have to understand what we do. There are two large sectors to what parts to our business. Right? So One part you could say is the upfront business part that runs social media and websites and product development. The other part, we run a warehouse um, and fulfill orders. Anybody who sells online, you have to run, you have to have a pick and pack warehouse. Many people outsource that, but orders come in, you pick them, you pack them, you send them out. So we have those two spheres of work. And you're always looking for the best possible employees um, in filling those jobs. If you exclude people, a group of people for arbitrary reasons, you are saying we can't hire the best possible people. So some of our path, we started with John, right? Right. John is down syndrome. We initially hired some of John's friends to do work with us. And when we were staffing our warehouse, we, over the six years we've been in business, we pulled from three different labor pools people with different abilities, moms. There's some dads in there because we schedule people in four hour shifts. So you could put your kid on the bus in the morning to send the child to school, work, and then be home in time to get them after school. And then general laborers who wanted a $15 an hour job. By far the best labor pool we have are people with different abilities. They want to be there. They're excited. They're focused and they work hard. But we've also found on the business side of things, hiring people with diverse thinking, with neurodiversity. That helps our diversity and our creativity because it means we have different ways of looking at a problem and can come up with different, that maybe better solutions.
0: What are the proportions that you have uh, between the neurodiver- neurodivergence and neurotypicals? In so your- we,
1: have, we have 34 employees, 22 of whom have a differing ability. Okay. More than half of our colleagues.
0: And uh, what roles do they play in your company?
1: Well, we have people in different roles. Uh, many of them work as pickers. Um, many of them are, uh, you know, packers in our pick and pack warehouse, inventory specialists. But we've also had people doing design work for us, uh, writing uh, text or or uh, for our website. So we've had people play quite a number of different roles.
0: You both spoke at United Nations and U.S. Congress. Uh, Could you tell us a bit more about those experiences and what was the impact those testimonies had?
1: Well, so we'll put it in some context. Um, We've been very fortunate that our business gives us a platform that people will listen to us. Look how fortunate we are with you. You're talking mm-hmm. to us across the <laughs> Atlantic Ocean. Um, but that creates an obligation on our part. So we were invited twice to testify before the US Congress. And that gave us the opportunity to talk about the importance and the value of hiring people with different abilities. Now, we're always saying, and, you know, you referred to the TEDx talk we gave. Um, we've given a couple of TEDx talks. So we did one on the theme that hiring people with different abilities is not altruism. It's good business. I mean, it may make you feel better. And, and it will. And it may be morally the right thing to do. And it is. But it's good business. And that's what we bring down to Congress. Um, And specifically, we look to change some policies to both enable people to get work, but also to let them hold on to more of their earnings. In the U.S., employers can get permission to pay people with a disability less than minimum wage. Um, And so we're fighting to to change that law. We're fighting to allow people to hold on to more of their income. Uh, the, there are bills in the US Congress that are moving forward and getting closer to passing and becoming law. Uh, the United Nations, we've been there twice. Once was to, at a conference on Down syndrome to speak about the power uh, or you know, capabilities of people with Down syndrome. But the other time was a con- conference for entrepreneurs. And we spoke about two things. One, the fact that entrepreneurism is open to everybody, including people with different abilities like John. John's a very successful entrepreneur. But also we spoke about the power of entrepreneurism to have a real impact in this world and bring about change. Does it have an effect? Well, we think we're helping change minds, but we're out it every day doing that.
0: I really think you are. Could you give other employees advice on how to include neurodivergent people in their workforce?
1: Yeah, focus on what you need. Focus not on what people can't do, but on what they can do. If I'm starting a soccer team, what we call soccer to you as you call football, I might want Ronaldo on my team. (laughs) I don't care what his test scores were. I don't care what languages he speaks. I want to know, can he play soccer? Right? With John, we don't ask John to do our finances. But there are things, John, John is so incredibly well organized and diligent. He does great work in our warehouse. And he gives great tours and is a great and effective public speaker. So focus on what people can do. Don't blind yourself by what they can't do
0: that's very good uh, advice we are now reaching the end of today's podcast episode and before we say goodbye to you we would like you to take part in our ritual so I'll ask you to give us a question that you would like to see answered by our next podcast guest
1: okay what are you doing to make your place a great place to work a place where your colleagues can do their best work possible
0: thank you so much for your time and valuable insights it was truly a pleasure having you here with us today uh, feel free to always reach us uh on social media accounts you'll find us under the name equality in business on linkedin facebook and instagram and looking forward to talking to you in two weeks great thank to- you
1: very much for having us we enjoyed this conversation